right. It's time for another great episode of Why Oh Why. The great's, great's kind of a funny word, huh? Um, last week we heard from Randy's old childhood friend, Noah the Boa, about his misadventures. And while we were having that conversation, Randy got pretty upset. I think he felt kind of left out that I was becoming friends with his friend. He didn't take to the surprise very well. And, uh, you know, I was worried he wouldn't forgive me, which is like kind of a reoccurring theme on this show. How do I keep Randy involved in YOY? How do I stop him from getting mad at me over and over again? And then we had a call this week. Um, I just started a brand new job, and it's like pretty demanding on my time. So he said he could talk with me at 8 a.m. And then I think he promptly forgot about it because he sounded, well, he didn't sound like I woke him up. You're going to hear what, where he was at when I called him at 8 a.m. Um, but he was in a, in a happy high place. I think he was on quaaludes. He, said, he calls them chill pills. Or like, I think he says he's space jamming or something. (laughs) But uh, my theory is quaaludes. Go watch the movie Modern Romance and you will understand. Yeah. So um, this is my call with Randy at 8 a.m. earlier this week. And he was in a place where I have never heard him before. He was in a place of um, of like really deep reflection and uh, kindness and forgiveness. And he just, he opened up in ways that were really unexpected to me. So we're gonna listen to this. And then I actually have Noah the Boa on the line and he's gonna listen and kind of react with me. So stay with us, okay? Here is my call with Randy from 8 a.m. earlier this week. And we'll be back in a bit. Hello, Andrea. Um, we have these fancy new studios at my work, or I guess they're old, but they're new to me. And so I'm on a different microphone. This feels totally weird not talking to you at WFMU. Oh, it's early. What time is it? Oh, it's, uh, 8.30. 8 <laughs> 8.30. I've been up all night. Really? Yeah. April, not, April just left. You guys just rage, the two of you. Well, actually, last night was very mellow. We stayed up all night. We were doing chill pills. She has a friend who got gets these pills from Mexico. Chill pills? Uh, downers, I guess. She calls them chill. I don't even know what they are. They're orange. And um, You should find out what they are. I just, that sounds really dangerous. And then we, we drank some... We were drinking schnapps out of these retro milk glasses that I bought. And we were eating miked mac and cheese... You know, when the, until the top gets brown. And we were lying in bed bottomless and smoking e-cigarettes. And we were just talking. It was a nice night. And I have to say, I'm feeling good right now. I'm, I'm space jamming. I'm, space jamming? Okay. I'm feeling pretty good right now. But what I want to tell you is that I, I want to offer you a precious gift. And um, that precious gift is forgiveness. For what? I want to forgive you for the way you treated me last week. That's really unexpected of you. Yeah. Well, hang on, let me pull up my underwear. <coughs> so, um, I forgive I just, you. Okay, I, I mean, I, we didn't mean to leave you out of the conversation. It just is, you know, what was necessary at that moment. Well... I can get into what I'm happy and not happy about. I can get, I'll get into that later. But right now, I just want to say, um, I forgive you. That's so, I mean, your friendship is so important to me. And having you on my show is so important to me. And I'm, I'm really glad that you can see that. That's like an, it's kind of an astonishing perspective coming from you. Last night was an amazing night. I want to tell you what happened. I've never told anyone this before except for some people that I knew in Maryland and a guy I met on the Bolt bus and some friends. So April and I, every Sunday night, we go out to see movies. And yesterday I chose a movie for once, and I chose to see Heaven is for Real. Have you seen this movie? Mm-mm. It's based on a true story about this kid who dies and goes to heaven. And then he tries to convince everyone on earth that he's, he's, seen, he's seen heaven. Well, when I was 13, I had a near-death experience. 
Wait, you almost died? I was I was 13 and I was in Ocean City. And I went with some buddies to Splash Mountain. Have you heard of Splash Mountain? Yeah, sure. It's a water park in Ocean City. And actually, they weren't my buddies. They were the sons of my mom's second husband, Eric. Okay, so we're all in a wave pool. I didn't know you had stepbrothers. That's so cool. Yeah, I have six stepbrothers. My mom has been married three times. Okay. So we're on the wave pool, and everyone's on the same raft. And I have to say, I, at this time, I'm not the strongest of swimmers. You know, later I became a really strong swimmer. I became Navy SEAL strong. But at the time, I was only 13 years old. I wasn't that strong a swimmer. So we're on the raft, and there's horse play going on. And everyone's shaking the raft, and I fall off. And I went under. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And I was floating to the bottom. And up above, I look up, and it's just, there's no sunlight. It's all rafts bobbing. And I thought, I'm in trouble. Ugh. And the next thing I remember is I'm lying on the ground, the hot ground next to the pool, and a dude lifeguard is kissing me. Well, mouth, you know, resuscitation. But before that, I saw I died. It's hard to talk about. Did you see, like, the white light? What was it? Yeah. What happened? Really? I saw a bright light, and everything, it's hard to explain, because it's like when you have an incredible O, an orgasm. Okay, yeah. It's like, a, like when you have an orgasm, do you ever think, I never want this feeling to end? No. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. Oh. Well, I do, but this is like an orgasm without all the mess. It just felt great. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. So and you then, so you were going towards the light. You were yeah, feeling well, I euphoria. wasn't going. It was, just, it was around me. It was enveloped around me, and I just felt at peace, totally at peace. I saw my pop pop. I was surrounded by people I knew. I was surrounded by my pop pop, oh, okay. who was actually alive at that time, which was strange. But he looked worse than normal. He wasn't wearing a shirt, and he had one of his flip flops was missing. It was strange. He later died, actually of, um, you know what angina is? Um, I've heard of it, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's a heart problem, angina. He used to say he had vangina. We used to laugh about that. But I saw my pop-up, and he we didn't really say anything to each other. And then I remember seeing some famous people, like the actress who played um, Hot Lips on MASH, the TV show. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Why do you think she showed up there? Because I had a crush on her. Okay. This is a, she's from the this is the one from the TV show, not the horrible movie Mesh. This is from the Hot Lips Hulahan from the TV show. Okay. And then I saw a guy wearing long robes, and he had a big old mush, bushy mustache, and he had a, it was a, he had a cowboy hat, and he, was, he had one of those cowboy ties. You know, the strings? You know, the cowboy ties? A bolo tie, yes. A what? Bolo. Aren't they called a bolo tie? I don't know. Okay. And he told me, he he said, you can't come to the light because we don't want you. I said, what do you mean? He meant like it's not your time, right? I don't know. Well, he said you have more work to do on Earth. And I said, well, what's the work? And he said to be famous, to make to make a name for yourself, to write poetry, to write funny, to do good, to spread goodwill. Wow. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I do have a purpose here on Earth. And I've been thinking about this since our last call and even before that. And my purpose is to spread joy through funny things and poetry, be, they, it, be, be it animal quackers, Millennial Blues, any of my cartoons, you know, be it funny posters that I make or buttons. I can really connect with that. You know, so, I really, I really, I, I also, like, I don't think I would ever say I have a calling or that I've, you know, seen God in his bolo tie or something. Well, I don't but think I, this was God. I think yeah. this was God's messenger. Okay. 
an angel in a bolo tie. You know, I don't feel like I've had those similar experiences, but I do I do think that like the world is ours, you know, if we have a vision, if we go for it, I really think you can do whatever you want on this well, I'm planet. glad you said that because I feel the same way. I think I was put on here on earth to do something. I think you were put on earth to do something. I think Noah was put on earth to do something. Um, I don't know what he was put on earth to do. And I think I mean, what he did, the other, well, I think what he did was unconscionable, but I, I forget. He didn't do anything, man. I'm providing, what? I'm providing him with a precious gift of forgiveness, as I am you. Okay. But okay. I, I do know, what I do know is that he's probably emailing you with lies about me. And I want to address those lies before you. I mean, you he's go. not, but. He's going to. And I want to talk to you about paranoid. them before he gets to it. I want to circumvent him. Okay, yes. You should. What, do you, what are you afraid of? What do you think he's emailing? Uh, all right. He's going to say that I was kicked out of the army. He did already say that. All right. Well, not true. Okay. I purposely acted crazy to get out of the army. That was my first acting gig. He said you started laughing and you couldn't stop laughing. No, not true. I don't know what the, what happened was I slept with an MP woman. She gave me a BJ and I paid her. She had to go visit her jail boyfriend in Oklahoma. And then when I refused to pay, she then bumped up the price and then she told on me. And then beyond that, it was a grade D BJ, so it wasn't even that good to begin with. All right, so that got me into some trouble. Also, I got in a fight with a black guy. He accused me of being anti-black, which is the furthest from the farthest from the Anti-black. Okay, the fight had nothing to do with being black. It had to do with this guy coming across my stash of porn in the trunk, which you're not supposed to have. And then he tells a sergeant, and the sergeant accuses me of stealing his stash, which is ridiculous. He just wanted these issues of lollipop lollies that I had, and he wanted them for himself. Lollipop lollies. Okay. And also, we had to get up really early, 3.30, 4 a.m. You may not believe this. We had to get up really early. And then we had to go much and much and much and much and all day. The much and much everybody on and the rock to the left and the hung to the right and the hung. So I thought, I, I want to get out of here. So at one of these marches, I just started laughing and I didn't stop. And then they had psychiatrists look at me. Anyway, that worked out well because then I was out of there with an honorable discharge, nothing on my record. In fact, what it shows is I was never in the Army at all. As far as the military is concerned, Randy was never in the military. All right. Uh, So what Noah is also going to come to you with, and he's obsessed with this, is that I never lost my virginity until I was 20. Nothing wrong with that. How old were you? Um, I don't, I don't know if I want to say, like, my family could listen to the show. Were you older than 20? No. Were you 17? Yeah. Who, who was it with? It was my, boy, my boyfriend at the time. It was sweet. It was good. Did you enjoy it? Sure. I, yeah, I definitely did. But, um... Wait, so we're talking about when you lost your virginity. I don't oh, think there's no, anything got, wrong with it being over 20. It wasn't. It wasn't. Well, let me tell you what Noah knows. He knows that I did it with someone I met while ordering at a Wendy's, and we did it at her mother's apartment beneath a framed poster of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He's obsessed with this. A framed poster of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You're saying that he's obsessed with what kind of poster you did it under? I don't think so. That That's true. And I was 20 at that time. But long before that, I lost my virginity when I was 14. And it was with my babysitter, a Spanish girl, Louisa, who lived next door. And she was 21. And we listened to Poison by Bill Bevan DeVoe. Did you enjoy it? Did I enjoy it? I loved it. All right, so Noah's also going to come at you with that I never attended prom. I really just don't think anyone cares about when people lost their virginity or who attended prom. I'd, you know, Noah's issues with you are, seem to be much larger than than. Yeah, but it's things. embarrassing. So I want to tell okay. you exactly what happened. I want to get this out flat out. Okay. Did you attend prom? No, 
he he knows that I stayed at home and watched Inspector Gadgets on VHS. That's true. Okay. I love that cartoon. It was way ahead of his time. And quite frankly, the woman I asked out turned out to be a les anyway. So I okay. did not attend prom. All right. So what he's going to say, hang on, let me get some. Was that hard for you that you didn't get to go? I mean, that you chose not to go? No. It was one of the best nights I've ever had. Okay. So he's, then he's going to say, too, that I was married twice. That is true. We've talked about No. That. Yes. But here's the thing. The first was annulled because Becca went, and I want to be dignified about this, she went bonkers. Okay. She started to believe that I implanted a bug in her brain. Oh. I only said I did that. I would never obviously do it. It's not like I would know how to technically do it anyway, right? I wouldn't call up Radio Shack and say, can I have a bug to put in my wife's brain? But she was predisposed to believing it anyway because she came from a nutty family, and she turned out to be schizophrenic. And she believed in UFOs. Oh, no. That's so sad. Wait, so this is your first wife? Yeah. But then again, I did too. I believed in UFOs too at the time. And I still do. But she's she's a sweet woman. She just she just has a diseased brain. Now the second marriage, now that the first that one, what with Becca was annulled. So the second marriage, which is really the first marriage, that was a youthful indiscretion. Okay. Her family owned a frozen yogurt, uh, TCBY in Sterling, Sterling, Virginia. How old were you for the first marriage, and then how old are you now for the second marriage? The second one was a youthful indiscretion. Okay, but how youthful? Well, I was 34. The second one. The, the first one, I was 23. We all make mistakes. I get it. Yeah. So, I was working at this TCBY, and I met her. Her family owned it. I used to call it, um, it was a TCBY, a totally crummy bitch of a yob, TCBY. <laughs> and we're still friends. <laughs> we're still friends, but it was a horrible job. And uh, you know, she—I was married to her. Her parents owned this TCBY, and I wasn't even made manager. She put me as assistant manager. So okay. anyway, we're still friends. She's a friend of mine on Twitter. Uh, Diana stuck a banana in Diana, and she got half of the water frogs. So that worked out fine. You know, right, you know what Noah said is that she robbed you blind, though. She did rob me blind. But that's another story. Okay. Noah's going to say that I own a strobe light. And I, I only like, I like to do it with a strobe. Have you ever done it with a strobe light on? That sounds like a nightmare. Nightmare? It's amazing. Especially if there's a mirror. Everything is moving in slow motion. And it's pulsating. And if you do it right, you're pulsating in time with a strobe light. I, no. No. I, I think I would vomit. I mean, I don't think I could handle that. Andrea, can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Have you ever thought of me when you're, you're making yourself feel good? Nope. What am I wearing? Nope. I'm not. Never I, have. I just, that, nope. So I, far I, from Sometimes I, when I make myself feel good, no. I think of you. Please stop. Please don't do that again. But are you, are you being serious when you say you never think of me? I'm being really serious. I have a boyfriend now. But when you when you do do it, do you, do you am I funny when you're thinking of me? Am I? I'm do not I take control. I'm not thinking of you. I think of you when I'm like, what's going to be on the show this week? And then I think about how great you are at talking and telling me about your life and how you you love to tell stories um i think about what a good storyteller you are and you you are very funny we all have our secrets but i want to get to the serious issues that i know Noah's going to talk about now yes these are the legal issues okay yes i want to hear more about the the business and how you Encourage them to take out a second mortgage. How many among us have not played ball with the law? Have you played ball with the law? I got some parking tickets this year. That's not really playing ball with the law. Well, I tried to contest them, and it did not work out for me. (laughs) 
So I felt like I was playing ball, but really I was just sending emails. It did not work out. Okay, well, I've had some issues with the law, and I would like to go over those with you before Noah comes out with falsehoods. Okay, yes, tell me more. So he's going to say I once once pitched a gigantic D outside a senior center in Rockville. Okay. Okay, but wait, what's a D? I pitched a gigantic D. Do you not know what a gigantic D is? It's a dump. Oh, okay, yes, got it. All right, which is true. I was drunk, and I we just had a huge meal at Bob's Big Boy. And it was, a, it was a Jewish community center. No one really seemed to notice or really care. And it wasn't the cops. It was the security guard, and he found it funny. And Noah just happened to be with me that night. But let me get to the most serious of accusations. Um, I, he's going to say, I sold bootleg hermit crabs off the beach, and I was arrested. Okay. The truth of the matter is, yeah, I sold hermit crabs. I bought them half price at a pet store, and they were old. And I also found some. And I sold them as being young to kids and other people right off the boardwalk. But what's the big deal? The kids could not have afforded expensive hermit crabs anyway. These are cheap hermit crabs. And how long they live for, I have no idea. I didn't keep track of them. Okay, so I was given a summons for that. Big deal. The next one he's going to say is I was arrested for sitting on a hill. That seems impossible to me. Yeah, exactly. I was doing it. was just I was just sitting on a hill, but I wasn't arrested. I was warned and then I had to show up in court. But that turned out to be nothing. It was totally innocent. What were you doing on the hill? It was a hill that was overlooking a Holiday Inn and people were I, I guess told the cops because I had binoculars. Oh God! Did you? I did, but I wasn't looking in the rooms. I was looking at the prom kids who were arriving. Okay. In limousines, um, and I wanted to see what they looked like. Wait, was the, this on prom night? It was prom night. Your prom night? No, this was a few years ago. So the okay, kids were, so you were arrested for trying to watch teenagers do it on prom night. While sitting on a hill behind a Holiday Inn. Well, who said anything about doing it? They're arriving in their limousines and their dresses and their tuxedos. They were just walking into the building. I just want to see what they look like. So this is like Randy's fashion watch. I Are you doing fashion. a, were you doing was, a blog just, about prom? Have you never been curious to see what, what prom kids? I mean, they no. get all dressed they Not get all since dressed I was a prom kid myself. They're probably the prettiest they'll ever look. And they're showing up in these rented limousines. It's Glamorous. Oh, you wish you could go back to prom. You want to relive your prom night. I get it. We should we should do a prom show together. We'll all be your prom date. I hate when you self-analyze me. It's so easy. Oh, my God. There are psychology students writing papers about you right now. It's incredibly simple to do. Andrea, please don't self-request me. Okay, I'll stop. All right, so then Noah brought up the public library incident. Yes. He says you Googled, um, well, it was before Google, but he says you were arrested at a public library for searching for the words hairy genitals and teenager. Well, I wasn't arrested. I just wasn't allowed to use the library anymore. Boo-hoo. And I got my own damn internet connection through Errol's. And that was that. What's right. Errol's? Well, I, I want to get to the issue of the documentary, because this is where things get a little complicated. Right. <clears throat> yes, tell me more. Try, please, try to stay with me. I'm here. I'm here. I... All right, but stop interrupting, please. Okay. Please, I forgive you. So I came up with the character of Randy Dandy, okay? This is all my invention. This was 100% me. None of this was Noah. None of this was Becca. None of this was anyone, okay? This was me. And I came up with this character of Randy Dandy. He was a traveling bard. Do you know what a traveling bard is? Like a, like a singing poet. Yeah, he was a minstrel, but he was like a modern suburban minstrel. Okay. Because okay. I used to love, did you ever go to the Renaissance fairs? Where did you grow up? All over the Midwest. And yes, I've been to Renaissance fairs. They're Aren't great. they amazing? They're I so love that. I used to go to the Renaissance fair every year in Frederick. Do you have a costume? No, I couldn't really afford one. But 
what happens is I, I had two favorite characters, and one was a traveling bard, actually three favorite characters. One was a traveling bard, one was um, the wench, the saucy wench who would walk around and tell off people. And the other ones, four characters, the other ones were Frick and Frack, and they used to throw mud at each other. Okay, but my absolute favorite character was the traveling bard. And I thought, well, how amazing would it be if I took this character out into the real world? Like they used to be, you know, like the 19th, 18th centuries. So I wanted to create a costume, which I did. I got leather booties, actually chuck-a-boots. I couldn't find leather booties. And I wanted to get a a plumed hat with a plume feather on top. Um, I couldn't find one of those either, so I got a baseball cap. Okay. And then I wanted long, knee-high hosiery. And I couldn't find that either, so I got white gym socks, which I pulled up to my knees. And then I bought a ukulele at Veneman's Music. So the character is practically done at this point. All it needs is an infusion of personality, and that's where I came in. So I'd go up to people. I got dressed in this outfit, Randy Dandy, I call him. And I go up to people um, in a shopping mall or, you know, so if they're in a shopping mall and they come out of a pharmacy, I would go up to them and see what they just bought. You know, if it was like stomach medicine, I would sing, I would tell a poem or sing a song about stomach medicine. And people are loving it. They're just, they can't get enough. Were they like throwing money at you? What, no, what were they doing? No. I mean, actually, I got kicked out of the mall. I couldn't be in the mall, but so I'd wait outside the mall. And I would go to other uh, places. I'd hang outside, um, you know, hospitals and other uh, stores and, you know, fun places. So I'm doing this one day, and I'm walking across Montgomery College's campus in Rockville. And I see these two goofballs that are shooting a documentary or something about God knows what. It turned out they were doing this for local access cable, or just interviewing students. And they come up to me, and I tell them about the character, and they are hysterical. They're loving it. So they say they want to shoot me doing this. Okay. Do you remember when I was telling you about the two Montgomery College students who wanted That's to make fun. a documentary? Yeah. yeah. So the documentary is about you doing your Shakespeare character. Hang on a That's second. That's what I didn't really understand about it this whole time. <sighs> it's not Shakespeare. You it's, should drink some water or something. It's 18th century um, traveling bard. Right, yes. Brought to the modern world, the suburban modern world. Uh, so they said, can we do that? I said, sure, fine. So the next few months, they start following me around, and I would go to the courthouse in Rockville, and I would go up to them, and the people coming in and out, and I'd ask them about their situation, like um, they have a parking ticket or whatever, and i sing a song about that. Or if it was a lawyer going in, I'd, you know, play with them and, you know, do a song about being a lawyer, or there was... um, one time a woman, his, her husband committed second-degree murder, and I was doing a song about that. So I'm telling Noah about this one day, and he goes berserk, okay? Let me back He's up. He's not like a goes berserk kind of guy. He goes nuts. Unless me, he's singing the Yahoo song. Let me that back up. Okay. Noah's, Noah's a complicated creature, okay? Yeah. He, he has roiling depths of... of Complication, complica- complex, complexity. Okay. Complexity. He is not a simple Yahoo. Um, live life as life goes. Um, going to a Jimmy Buffett show, wearing a parrot on your shoulder. He's not that guy. Extremely complicated. And I would suggest that you don't get hooked into his web of confusion. Because Noah's dream for a long time was not to work at a store. Okay? His dream was to make a comedy 
make movies, was to make comedy movies or porn movies. No, he wants to make movies like um, Hooper. Now he does. But when I knew him, he, want, he wanted to make funny porn films. He wanted to make a porn version of Groundhog Day. And he was going to call it <laughs> Horn Dog Day. That's great. I love it. So, so obviously that idea is pathetic. And, but he has dreams. And I'm not going to fault him on dreams. We all have dreams, right? You have, what, what's your dream? Gosh, I don't even know. Um, All right. Well, when you know, tell me. But okay. my dream was to be creative. And quite frankly, I think he stole that. He wanted to be, now he now wanted to be creative. More than too. one person gets to want to be creative in this world. Okay. So now he switches gears completely. He's not going to be at a studio technician working on rock bands. He was favorite rock band. He's not going to start working in studios, you know, twisting the knobs anymore. Like, not like he could do it anyway because it's harder than it looks. So what he wants to do now is become a filmmaker. And he switches gears completely, and he says that he wants to invest his money in following me around and shooting it and screw those two guys that I met at Montgomery College, let them take care of themselves. Okay. So I said, all right, you're, you're a buddy. And it was me who then said, let's do a documentary on Randy Dandy, and we'll do it cheap. It'll be just like Blair Witch, except this, this one is true. You know, Blair Witch was not true. That was faked. It's true. Yeah. No, it was faked. No, it was not true. It was faked. But you are correct that it was faked. But so did you think it was real when you out. saw it? Uh, all right. So Noah goes out. And he can't even put a deposit down. He has, he has no, he told, tells me he has a camera, he has nothing. I only found out about this later. He can't even put a credit card down because it bounced. So he steals his mother's credit card, forges her signature, okay, and goes out and buys all this expensive equipment. But Noah being Noah, he has to go all the way in. So what he does is he takes out a second mortgage, and it wasn't even his house. It was his mother's house who was suffering from dementia. I thought it was the store. I thought it was on the business. So she ends up eventually, his mother ends up at a public facility, okay? And she later dies. She choked on a cheese stick. She forgot how to swallow. I mean, of all the things to forget how to do, she she forgets how to swallow, which is pretty pathetic, but she forgets. Beyond that, that, that's a whole side story, a sadness that I don't want to get into. But Randy really overextends himself. So we go shooting. We go to an old age home. We go to hospitals. We go to junior high school. Sorry, maybe, sorry, um, maybe I spaced out for a bit, but what was the connection between Noah and the, the college kids? Did Nothing. I he, he, I told Noah about the college kids that I was being shot. Randy Dandy was being shot. And he, he went berserk, and he, he wanted to get involved. He wanted to be, he wanted, I can't fault him for this. He didn't want to work at Polk for 30 years or anywhere else for 30 years. He wanted to be, do a, he wanted to be a sound engineer or he wanted to be a filmmaker. So this, to him, was his ticket to the big time, Randy Dandy. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're out there, I'm dressed as Randy Dandy, and he's, Noah gets about 15 hours of incredible raw footage. I mean, things that you would just not believe. Just amazing stuff. Or so I thought. So he invites me over to his horrible place to watch what he has on his VCR. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. I'm getting a signal that we only have a couple more minutes. Okay, so who's giving you a signal? The, 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 some other people are coming in to do another interview about Game of Thrones after this. So we can oh, that's the it. worst. But all right, So we're watching this movie on VCR, and what, what, is, what, do, what do I see? What? Guess. I'm sorry. I can't even follow. I, you know what I see? I see a plate of biscuits and a bag of squirrel gravy. Oh, it's, my God. It's garbage. It's out of focus. The sound stinks. Uh. You know, I'm talking... They were, they were young filmmakers. They the camera is aimed at the sky, okay? Or the ground, or his chuck boots It's not going right? to look like a finished film right from the start. Okay, so then this is what we have. This is what we have after four months of work. This is what... I already told off the Montgomery College people. They have their footage. God knows what, I, what, what they're doing with it. Quite frankly, I would love to see it. 
I heard it was great. And then I got this garbage. Okay. So then cut to a few months later, the cops come calling. Noah's in major trouble. He calls me to bail him out, and I have nothing. I'm 24. I'm working at Poke. Okay? Okay. So he, he's in trouble, and at that point, cut to a few months later, he finds himself out of jail, in legal problems, selling hundreds of VHS tapes out of the back of his, of his trunk. So there was a VHS tape made? Yeah. Garbage. So then, cut to a few years later, from what I heard, dude just gave up. You know what he had? He came down with a nasty case of defeatism. And now he's living in his car in well, the parking lot. Well, he was, lot. wasn't he bankrupt by this project? He's living in, a, in his car in the parking lot of a Baja Fresh, okay, wherever the hell he is in Florida. And I'm a successful writer and radio personality in New York. I wouldn't call you radio personality. You're an occasional guest on my show. Well, quite, who, who, who has given you, look, look, I'm giving you, I'm giving you the gift of love and, um, understanding today. I'm not going to get into it, but who has given you the ratings that you have? I don't, there aren't ratings. Well, you're still on the air because of me. I don't think that's true. I could, Randy, I mean, as valuable as you are to the program, I could cut you any time. You wouldn't cut me. I would. I mean, if your life depended on it. I could. Because I'm the best thing that's ever happened to you. That's not true. It is, it is true. It is true. And if I wasn't space jamming night right now, I'd tell you how I felt. But I'm giving you the gift of acceptance. Um, and let's just leave it at that. All right. You're listening to WFMU. This is YOY. I'm Andrea Salenzi. And that is where Randy's phone cut off. And our chat ended. That was recorded earlier this week. It's like 8 a.m. He was space jamming, or those are, yeah, those are his words, space jamming. Joining me on the phone is Randy's childhood friend, who he was just discussing, Noah the Boa. Welcome to YOY. Hey, Andrea. How's How it going? Um, uh, good. How are you? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm all right. I'm, uh, I'm are you in your, in you're in your truck? I, I'm in my truck, yeah. I'm living in my truck now. Yeah, uh, Randy got that right. That's... That's about the only thing he got right, but, uh, yep. Um, seems like, uh, since last week's conversation, somebody called the residence center I was living in, and they told them about it, and, um, I don't know if you remember, I, I said, like a dummy, I said I had a few beers, and... Yeah. That's a, Wait, that's, that's not allowed at the, ha- at the, um, sorry, not halfway house, it's, uh, assisted... You could, it's halfway, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. No, no, that's not allowed. No. That's a sober living facility. And uh, and so they said I had to leave. So I took uh, my dog, Hooper, and, um, yeah, I got a truck. So I live, you know, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm comfortable. Um, and I got I finally got my own cell phone, so you can call me at this number anytime, you know, you need anything or whatever. I will. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Wait. How did they find out you said you had a hot somebody hey i don't i I don't know who, but you know some people some people they get a little vendetta in their mind and then you know they they called the i you know they called up the place and uh, and they reported me and they played um they played that excerpt from the show um okay to uh a j who runs a runs a house and uh they called me in and we had a we had a conversation. And, I feel uh, so responsible. No, well, hey, it wasn't you. <laughs> Let's just say, you know, yeah. you were the one. And, um, you know, uh, okay. I, I, was, I opened my dumb mouth, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but hey, let me say this right now. There ain't no Baja Fresh in Florida, so right right <laughs> off the bat. Yeah, I thought those uh, only lived in airports. I didn't, I didn't think they were a real place. No, well, I mean, they don't got, I'm living... I I am parked behind this place called Catfish Dewey's. It's down on Andrews Avenue, and it's a nice family restaurant. And you know what? They've been very gracious. They let me they let me hose off like there's a yeah. uh, out by the out back. They got hose and stuff, and like cool. they let me help like clean up back there. And uh, so it's been cool. You know, I've been over there, and there's, I work at the airport. There's a place called TJ Cinnamons. I've been working there uh, part time, 
uh, you know, making rolls and stuff in the morning. So That's great. Hey, you know, make do, man. So we just heard Randy um, try to get ahead of things that you might tell me about him. And now that he's not on the phone and he's not listening, um, is that... Tell, I can I can I pick your brain about some more Randy stuff? Like, is what's with his prom obsession? Is that a like an ongoing <laughs> thing? Hey, I, I I don't know what happened with that boy, but he 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 did not go to prom, and he I, I wish he had man because he is obsessed with 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 proms. Like, I don't know what what happened because I didn't know him in high school, but like. Uh, Right as soon as I met him, man, he always like every time prom season came around. A lot of times people uh, people do parties for like um, like pre prom or like after prom, and sometimes they uh, they come in at the copy shop and uh, um, use the copies uh, center at the office supply store, you know, poke where we work. Yeah. And so they print up flyers and stuff, and he would get this look in his eye, and he tried to um, he tried to organize like a mini prom at the office supply store no. to get to no. get like all the um, employees like to have a prom there, you know? And, um, and no. you know, there's only like nine of us uh, that work there. And, uh, and everybody thought it was a joke. And, and I think, you know, he treated it. He like, uh, he, he tried to act like he was joking, but I think he was really heartbroken when nobody, uh, Nobody got real excited about the idea. Um, in fact, he made these little, <laughs> I think I, I was the only one that saw these, but he made these kind of miniature, um, he used the, um, the typesetting and the uh, copier. He made these miniature, like, yearbooks for the no. supplies, for the store. And um, He's such all a the, uh, soul. With all the employees' pictures and stuff, and he had, like, superlatives, like, best dressed and um, most likely to succeed and... Uh, Oh, um, class clown and stuff. Oh my gosh! Wait, yeah. <laughs> um, did were you able to track down Randy Dandy the film that you guys made together? Have you been looking able to look for it? Well, see, that's the problem. Is that it's I got a storage space back in Maryland that um, my my ex uh, wife Shelley like I think she might have the key but like I haven't seen I haven't seen it in 10 years so that stuff was in there but I'm having a little trouble tracking her down and I'm I'm, I'm a little scared that like she might have pawned it off to one of those um you know storage uh TV oh, shows no. you know where they come down and they uh they bid on them storage spaces and stuff Yeah right no I hope yeah, not But I I mean why would I why would I uh why would I be selling those tapes a, because nobody cares about it. nobody cares about him. I and if they look as bad as he says they did, which the footage did not, the footage that we shot did not look bad. But uh, I had no reason to sell that stuff. Yeah, he said it looked and, like he said it looked like squirrel gravy. <laughs> What's that? Even yeah, mean? yeah, yeah. Bag a bag of something and squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> plate of. Um, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> he I, yeah, I, I I listened to him. I thought like um. I thought, I thought about that Billy Crystal movie with uh, with Meg Ryan, and then like they're in that deli, and, and she that old lady go like, um, yeah, I don't know what she's having, you know, because like, yeah, I, I don't know what he's taking, man, but uh, hey, give me a couple. I, I <laughs> hey, I'm not in the halfway house no more. I don't got to worry about it. So, <laughs> uh huh. Um, <laughs> um, wait. So, so, but um. So, you know, he said, um, um, and forgive me for interrupting. But, no, it's um, cool. He, remember he said about uh, when he was on that hill and he was watching them kids at the Holiday Inn? Yeah. Um, he was, did he tell you he had binoculars? Yeah. He Okay, so the kids are coming home from prom. He's sitting on the hill. He has binoculars out. And he's just watching him. It's like the creepiest thing I can, I can imagine. Well, did you, he didn't say that he was he was dressed up as Inspector Gadget, right? Did he tell you that? He he's oh god. He you said that, that he said that he show? watched Inspector Gadget instead of going to prom. And maybe you're yeah, like he, mixing that up. Yeah, well, he he was obsessed with Inspector Gadget. So when he was uh, 
he uh, one time. Well, I know that he when he was uh, watching them kids, he had his getup on, and uh, he had the getup he made no. um, where he had a trench coat and the hat, no. and then like he made. Um, he loves the Swiss Army knife, right? So he uh, he would make like he would take these coat hangers and he would tape like Swiss Army knife to different. Like he had a bunch of Swiss Army knives, so he's like. He'd take the corkscrew out, he'd take the scissors, he'd take the different, and for each one he'd tape it to a coat hanger, and then, like, he'd put them up the sleeve, and then he would, like, turn around and be like, Inspector, like, he'd lift, like, if he needed the scissors, he would, like, slide that out the sleeve and stuff. It was really, really It sounded like a really done, good way to get stabbed. What's that? Did, I think that seems like an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, well, yeah, it's funny. One time I went over to his house, and uh, I knocked on the door, right? And nobody answered. And uh, but I could hear the, uh, some mu- like loud music playing. And um, no. So I went in, and uh, and he was there was no lights on except for his strobe light. He loved strobe light. And uh, he said that you were going to tell me that he likes okay. to do it to a strobe light. Oh well, <laughs> well check this out. I luckily I didn't catch him doing that, but like he. I walked in, he had a strobe light on, and he was sitting, he was just sitting stock still like a statue uh, with the Inspector Gadget on. No lights, just a strobe light, and um, the soundtrack to the Broadway musical called Chess. You ever hear uh, hear that? Which one? It's called Chess, Ch- like the game Chess. I think okay. it was a, he loved that music. He always used to tell me that um, there's a song like One Night in Bangkok, and he would like sing that over and over. And um, it's basically, I don't know the story too much, but it was like, like a guy, it's just like this guy just like traveling around, just get like a spy type or something, get wild. And so he would okay. have that plan and he was just staring and he had that little scissors, he had that trench coat on, he had the little so scissors he was, from the... So this is like, the, this is what was going on at prom time. It's like, he's kind of an eccentric, he's always been kind of eccentric. Like I'm probably seeing him fit into the real world better than he ever has before. So he was he kind of like a weird. Like this, you knew that that was weird, right? That he was staying around in a trench coat. Oh man, I I, I was I got I got the, I got terrified. I I, I ran away because like he had that little scissors. He was just playing with those little scissors like like a statue. And but see, here's the thing. Randy was real good at, at like fitting in like um like at the office supply store. Like he. Uh, Are you he, okay with me taking callers tonight? What's that? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. What? You can do what you got to do, man. I don't need to run on or anything. Okay. Um, you are uh, listening to YOY. What, joining us online, too, is... Are you there? Okay, I guess we don't have a caller. Oh, man. It, it must be a, like a Casper the Friendly Ghost. Are you there? Okay, someone got shy. All right. Go well, on. What I was saying is, Randy, like, he's real good at fitting in, like, in public and stuff. But then, like, he's got some quirky stuff that, you, like, when you get to know that guy, like, there's um certain sides of him that, like, that make, that kind of make you question where his head's at and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he can get, he can get real angry. Like, it's funny, though. I found, I found a poem of his. Can you believe this? No. I, he, I, so wait, he, I, he was writing poetry back then? Oh yeah, because remember, like he would walk around like dressed as this, the Shakespeare clown thing, and uh, like a lot of that that Randy Dandy character was based on that. But he was writing poetry from when I knew him, and then when he made that like little yearbook, because I kept that that yearbook. You know what? I should try to send it to you because it's yes. um, it's 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 still in pretty good shape. I don't know why I held on to it, but inside of it is a poem that he wrote, and I thought I could read it if you wanted. Yes, please. All right, this is by him. It's called Indiana Jones. Um, it goes like this. Hey, look at me. I think I'm so cool. Got a hat and a whip. Man, who is this fool? Ooh, I found a diamond in a cave. Now everyone thinks I'm brave. Ooh, I outran a boulder. Sure. But what about that chip on your shoulder? Scared of snakes? What a shame. Take that whip and go home, kid. 
This ain't no child's game. Randy's here now to clean up your mess. So go cry in your room and put on a dress. Randy call his van the Temple of Doom. Because Marion make Randy go boom, boom, boom. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, he, he hit... He got so he loved them movies, but man, he hated Indiana Jones. He told me more than once. His poem, I mean, I I tell him I like his stuff, but I don't I don't really like it. I mean, I really want to encourage him to keep making poems, but they're kind of like the worst thing in the world. Oh man, well, hey, listen, uh, you know I ain't no poet, so uh, uh, it's hard for me to say. Like I know. Hey, we know. got another caller. Um, uh, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you, are you there? I'm there. Okay. We're gonna try again. Are you there? Hello. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh, Randy. What are you doing? Hello, Andrea. Randy. Uh, hey. Hey, Randy. What's up? Yeah, you're a, you're a, you're a born storyteller, aren't you, Noah? Hey, listen, man, I I don't know. You tell me which which who's the better storyteller. You but, haven't been listening to the show, Randy. You don't even know how to listen to the show. Well, what are the call what numbers? I myself. Hey, Noah, are you going to tell everyone how you got drunk once and played donkey basketball and had the donkey go poo on the floor? Hey, hey, listen. I, who's the one that set up that game, right? Right. Who's the one that hired the donkey trainer? Well, that was me, but I didn't make him go poo on the floor. Andrea, why would you even have this guy on? He said, okay, all right, calm down. Everyone calm down. <laughs> Andrea, I forgive you. And Noah, I forgive you. I, I, uh, Noah, I value Noah. Noah's insight into your backstory. You know, you're kind of a mean person sometimes, and I think he offers me something really great. That's very hurtful, Andrea. Noah, I want to offer you a precious gift. Hey, did you? Hey, let me just ask. You called my halfway house. You tell him I was out drinking. No, that wasn't me. I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't turn anyone in, especially an old friend. Listen, Noah, I want to. I want to. I want to show mercy and pity on you, because that's that's what you deserve. And <laughs> I, 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 I want to propose a truth. Yeah. Okay? All right. So, here, 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 here's the truth. A truth. If Noah quits I'm telling I'm stories listening. about me and Noah, then Noah can have the engineering position at my new podcast. And that's a, that's a job that you can do because you can turn knobs. I know that. So how, how cool is that? Are you serious? Yeah, I am serious because you are yeah. a bro of mine and you still are. And, you know, I, I love you, Noah. And we shouldn't go at each other. It's us against the world. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be them versus. Uh, it shouldn't be us versus everyone else. It should be everyone else versus us. Randy, is this a pain position? No, not yet, but it will be. And no, I want you to. I want you to get out of that Baja Fresh. I want you to come up. He's to not at a Baja Fresh. I it's think your heart's happy. still in Maryland. It's a family think, business. I want you to come up to New York. Huh? Hey, man, listen, I let me just. I I'm a, I got one more shift at TJ Cinnamon's, at and I'll do it. I don't, you know, I ain't got nothing to lose. I ain't got no. I mean, if I'm staying with you, that's cool because I I ain't got no place to stay right now. Me and Hooper's living in the truck, so. Wait, what'd you we'll say? Definitely, we'll definitely come crash with you, and then no, you know, well, whatever the uh, whatever that engineering, you know. I'm yeah, that, is, I don't think it won't be cool to stay with me, bro. I think that you can stay at a youth hostel or a YMCA. You have an I'll, extra room, Randy. Well, I'm allergic to dogs. So. No, you're not. Yeah, but like you well, do maybe, dog um, impressions all the time. No, and that extra room, Andrea, that one I was telling you about is now devoted to my hats, my baseball caps. So, uh, no, what I'm saying uh, is, I want you to come up. Uh, listen. I know what it's like hey, to have. Ask, I know what it's one. like to have dreams. I know what it's like to be back in Maryland, working crappy jobs. I, I don't know what it's like to live behind a Baja Fresh, but we, we were it's bros when it mattered. And th this is before I became known on the radio and 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 had jobs and made it to New York. I want you to come up to New York, and I want you, I want you to feel what I feel. 
on a daily basis. All right. This podcast hey, let, is going to be huge. Let me, ask, let me ask one question, Andrea. Yeah. Andrea, you have a dog, right? Yeah. Hey, any chance, like, you could watch my dog for just a bit? Oh, like, my maybe, God. Like, maybe. listen, because if I stay with Randy, he's allergic to dogs. I'll, like, yeah. Wait, I'll just, I'll take in Hooper. Oh no! Well, and then you could, then you no. guys could live together, and, and then, then, then I could have, have you on my show more. Hey, listen, this hey, is a really I good plan. Of, Does Hooper get I'll along with up, other dogs? I'll, I'll bring up two to three dozen hats from TJ Simmons no. and Catfish Dewey, and that like, I that's like rent because you if the hats are in the room already, then like you know I just crowd in there just it'll just be you know. And Hooper likes I, other dogs, right? Noah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so I, cool. I want you to work as a sound engineer. It was always your dream to work on a Def Leppard album. You're going right? to have to pay him to do this. This is professional work. But, and but here's the thing, though. Whoever's paying um, you to do this podcast should just pay for the two of you. You'll have to find a place to stay. I can help you find a place. There, there are websites up here, Noah, that are really good about this. Right, New York is really expensive. He can just crash it, like... You know what, Andrea? Your hallway. How much he's going to be making with this podcast? This podcast, I met with a guy earlier today... It's going to be explosive. Well, listen, if I cash in my... You guys, I, I we only have a couple minutes paycheck. left. You guys got to figure this out. I only have two minutes left. Oh, I got I got one last paycheck. I cash it, $147. And then that, then that, like, once I get up there, if I could just stay for, like, a couple days, maybe I could find a place to park my truck after that. Like, well, two nights. Two nights. You can like, stay in your truck. You're driving up, right? Hey, can I just stay with you for one night? Just one night till I figure it out. Just one night. Come on, Randy. No, um, Man, I'd, li- I'd like to do this position. It's not well, a position, yeah, though. Yeah, that's cool. We'll talk about it. No, we'll talk about it. But I want you to come up to New York. I want you to drive up, and I want you to stay in that truck, and I want you to get a job twisting knobs. Because I think you'll be good at this. Randy, you have to let him stay with you. Podcast. This is really cool. I think cool. it's going to be explosive. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you make it sound pretty cool, you know, like... Randy, I like, you ha- like New York New York lifestyle sounds pretty cool. But how much like, is, are you going to pay him? How much will you pay Noah, Randy, to engineer your show? What? You need to pay him to do this. You can't move up here if you, there isn't a source of income. You have hey, something okay at the Cinnabon place. You got to take a chance to take a chance. I mean, right? Like, you you, what, what do you want to do? You want to stay? You want to stay in your truck and behind a Baja Fresh for the rest of your life? Well, it's called Catfish Dewey. No, uh, I offer you the precious gift of a second chance and and forgiveness. So I I suggest you reach out and you take... I'm pulling you out of the river right now. No, you're not. You're not even offering him a place to stay. You're actually, like, taking him out of the river and throwing him on the ground, and you're going to watch him run out of air and die. What are you doing for him except putting him on the radio? I'm offering him real friendship, and I'll watch his dog. I would take care of Hooper. You're going to watch his... Do you hear about this dog? It's dangerous. I'll feed okay. Hooper. I'll take care of him. Yeah, Hooper is... Okay, we got to wrap up, guys. All right. Hey, my dog ain't dangerous is all I'm saying. Okay, like, bye, so. guys. We really no, got to go. You're a boring storyteller. You guys need to hang up now. I'm going to hang up right, on I'll, you. I'll bye. You did, you set a, did you get a cell phone number, Noah? Okay, I just hung up on them. I have no choice. I have no choice because we got to listen to Dave Emery now. This is WFMU East Orange, WNFU Mount Hope, and online at WFMU.org. Hi, Dave Emery here. This is Side One of For the Record Program number 783. Can you put lipstick on the Nazi? This has been recorded on March 23rd of the year 2014. We are once again going to be covering our, or extending our ongoing coverage of the uh, crisis in the Ukraine. And uh, already there are six programs that are in the can, so to speak. So I can only encourage listeners who are new to this to go to the SpitfireList.com website, read the descriptions, and follow the archived audio files to get yourselves up to speed. Now, much of this broadcast is going to consist of the reading of a very important article that appeared 
in the op-ed news. It was written by a fellow named George Eliason, or Eliason, I don't know how it's pronounced, capital E-L-I-A-S-O-N. A fair amount of the history of the OUNB, that is the Ukrainian fascist organization that was aligned with the Third Reich, jumped to Western intelligence, including the CIA, MI6, and in particular the BND, and ultimately was reinstalled in the Ukraine, uh, albeit with a second generation, when the Svoboda and the Pravi sector interests came to power as a result of the coup d'etat against uh, former President Yanukovych. Again, Yanukovych was both incompetent and corrupt by all accounts. He was, however, democratically elected and was really no more incompetent or corrupt than any of his predecessors, who basically stunk, to make a long story short. Uh, also, as far as incompetence and corruption goes, uh, Mr. Yanukovych had an awful lot of company uh, among uh, world leaders, including quite a few uh, that have held sway in the U.S. Uh, what Mr. Eliasson here is calling attention to, uh, in addition to the true nature of what is going on in the Ukraine, is the fact that the West uh, is being portrayed as democratic and somehow Svoboda and Pravi Sector and the OUNB redux government in the Ukraine is being portrayed as uh, somehow democratic or uh, well, democratic because it is allied with the West. Uh, in this program, and in particular next week, we're going to take a look at the remaking of this particular uh, political phalanx and the stunning attempts at representing what is overtly fascist and Nazi and extremist with a capital E into somehow tolerable. And one of the things that he notes is that the West has basically switched sides. We are promoting fascism in the Ukraine and uh, warts and all, and there are no shortage of warts on, uh, on President Putin, uh, that he and the Russians are the only force that basically uh, is opposing the horrendous things that are going on in the Ukraine. I also suspect, and we'll develop this perhaps in future programs, although we also have an awful lot of uh, other things to cover, I suspect that Putin was lured into a trap. I think he was meant to do exactly this. Uh, I don't think that there is a world leader anywhere that would not do what Putin did, given what he was faced with, which was not only blocking the Russian access to the Black Sea and uh, doing huge damage to the Russian economy by flooding it with uh, goods from EU and Germany, but also the overtly fascist and World War II Nazi revanchist uh, nature of the current government and their strident anti-Russian uh, activities and point of view. In this program, in this article, in this program, we're going to highlight, among other things, the indoctrination of Ukrainian schoolchildren who had Russian names with an anti-Russian ideology and the browbeating of those children to feel ashamed of their Russian names and to change their Russian names to a Ukrainian conjugation. We're going to take a look at the fact that the current government in the Ukraine is basically a, an extension of the National Socialist or Nazi government of the Ukraine under Stefan Bandera that went into exile, was nurtured within the bowels of Western intelligence and in particular the Republican Party and uh, the German political establishment as well, and then uh, it was recast, so to speak, or projected into the Ukraine. Uh, key names here, Stefan Bandera, of course, was the head of the OUNB. We've talked about that in the past. His primary deputy was a guy named Yaroslav Stetsko, and he was the fellow who was the head of the OUNB in exile until his death in 1996. Then his widow, Slava 
Stetsko took over that position, and Slava Stetsko had among her protégés uh, not only Viktor Yushchenko, but also Yulia Timoshenko. And we're going to take a look as well at uh, Arseniy Yatsenyuk's uh, affiliation with this very same milieu. Part of the attempt to put lipstick on the Nazi... Oh, by the way, that is a reference to a well-known... Uh, saying, uh, if you put lipstick on a pig, at the end of the day, it's still a pig. And uh, what the Western media are doing uh, with editorial slant and overt censorship, the Svoboda OUNB Nazi heirs are doing with violence, as we will see. There is a huge attempt at putting lipstick on the Ukrainian Nazi pig, and one of the things that is being uh, done is to assure various people that uh, they have nothing to fear. Uh, there was a meeting with the Israeli ambassador to the Ukraine at which uh, he, the Israeli ambassador was assured that there will be no anti-Semitism in the uh, upcoming regime in the Ukraine. Recall that in For the Record 780, we took a look at an Israeli agency's uh, efforts at uh, training Ukrainian Jews, not only in self-defense, but in how to act when you are being mobbed by an anti-Semitic mob. Uh, it, it would not surprise me, if, certainly rhetorically because of Israel's uh, dependence on uh, the United States, uh, Israel is going to toe the line publicly about what well, a bunch of great guys are uh, holding forth in the Ukraine. Uh, I would note that the government, as we looked at most recently in For the Record 776, uh, the government of Benjamin Netanyahu in many ways is the heir to the fascist element within the Zionist movement. Not that the Zionist movement is fascist in and of itself, but it has always had a fascist component, and Netanyahu is heir to that, and Netanyahu... Uh, and his Likud party, as well as other ministers in the current government, have been networking actively with various Euro-fascists to corner turn. So it may be that the Israeli ambassador's meeting